At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Hour number three of the program. I am Brady Cannon live from the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook. My partner, Wes Reynolds, is in fabulous downtown Las Vegas inside the VEASAN studios at the Circa Resort and Casino. Happy summer solstice and what a better way to celebrate the longest day of the year. Father's Day, U.S. Open Golf, College World Series Baseball, a couple of NBA playoff games, including a Game 7. Just a fantastic day to be a sports fan and a sports better. And we want to bring in a fantastic guest of the program, a longtime friend of the network of vSIN, and that is our buddy Stephen Hennessy. He is the deputy managing editor at Golf Digest, and you can follow him on Twitter at us uh, at S underscore Hennessy GD. And Stephen, welcome back to the program. Thank you for joining us. And I, I know we're pulling you away from what has absolutely become an incredible leaderboard here at the 121st United States Open at Torrey Pines Golf Course. Bryson DeChambeau, Rory McIlroy, Russell Henley, Louis Eustazen, all in the lead, tied for the lead at four under par. Right behind them, Paul Casey making a move at three under par on his round through ten holes. His second straight day of going low Paul Casey there at three under, along with Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf, John Rahm, and Mackenzie Hughes. I mean, a good 10, 12 players deep here across the top of the leaderboard, Stephen. And it looks like Wes and I were talking about this earlier. If this pace continues, we, we might have a playoff on our hands, my friend. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Brady. Thanks, Wes. This is uh, this is great. It was kind of a, a lame and a boring couple days at Tory Pines. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but this is you know they they ramped it up, and you know we know in 2008 how great uh, Sunday was at Tory Pines, and then we were fortunate enough to have the the Monday playoff, the Fraco Mediate and Tiger. So I'm kind of hoping, or I'm kind of wishing that we we would have that 18 hole playoff because we could have. You know, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau against each other, you know, one of these other great names. But, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting up till the end with, with all these phenomenal players uh, up near the lead. This is going to be fun. Yeah, and to your point, Stephen, I was having this discussion on social media earlier today. And, look, I agree with some of the criticisms of this course of Torrey Pines. The fact that, you know, it lacks a little bit of imagination. Some of these holes on this Reese Jones redesign, a little bit, you know, the same. You really, you, oh, rough is really the main defense of this course, uh, 
per se. You don't really have a lot of water, despite the fact that it's a seaside course. But yet, and I mentioned I was conflicted because I think all those criticisms are valid here of this site for a U.S. Open venue. But then when you look and you got Rory McIlroy, Bryson, Louis Oosthuizen, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, uh, uh, Brooks Kepka, Paul Casey, these are stars of stars. And you've also got a couple guys that, you know, are trying to get their breakthrough, like Russell Henley, like Mackenzie Hughes, Guido Migliazzi, also trying to post a number here, two under through 16. So if he can get in with a birdie or two, he might be a factor in this thing. But we've got a great leaderboard. We've got what we want, despite the criticisms of this course. Yeah, that, that's been one of the, the hot topics on social media the last couple of days is, you know, Tory Pines is this, you know, I think it comes down to people who are real course nerds. You know, they think Tory Pines should be a lot better of a design because it's right on the water. Um, and it tends to be just these little dog legs to the left, dog leg right with fairway bunkers. Every hole, you know, they're not too memorable. So, um, and, you know, I'm kind of in that camp. I, I help oversee our course rankings at Golf Digest. So, um, you know, I like to break all that stuff down. But really, like you mentioned, you know, we have a stack leaderboard. And I think, um, you know, the course has been set up very fairly. And because of that, we're having a lot of parity at the top of the board. Um, no one's really been able to separate themselves because it's been just a great course set up by the USGA for all the criticisms, you know, at the past U.S. Opens of the last three or four years or so. It really seems like they got this one right. Um, there's been no criticisms by the players. So, um, and yeah, I mean, what we're seeing, and gosh, you guys are watching, you saw Bryson DeChambeau almost just hole out here. To about three um, inches, yes. Yeah, he's about to take the lead. So um, we're we're getting some fireworks, and we're we're not even on the back nine yet. So I, I think by all accounts, it's it, it's going to be a successful week when when we look back at it. Yeah, Bryson DeChambeau misses a hole-in-one on the par-3 eighth hole by literally about an inch or an inch and a half, and he'll tap that in to go to five under par for the championship, and he will be in the lead. But it might not be too long-lasting that he has that lead by himself because Rory McIlroy has stuffed one in pretty tight on the seventh hole as well. He's probably got about eight to ten feet looking at for birdie, and that would move him to five under par for the championship as well. Stephen, from a betting standpoint, Bryson DeChambeau obviously has moved into the position of the favorite with that tap-in birdie upcoming on the eighth hole. He's at 2-1. to one. McElroy closely followed at plus 225. John Rahm at 8-1 to one, along with Louis Oosthuizen. Uh, John Rahm at 3 under par. Louis Oosthuizen at 4 under par for the championship. And then you've got Paul Casey at 30-1. to one. This guy's still got eight holes left to play. This guy will likely be the first one with an opportunity to post a number here. Anybody do you look attractive to you on the live wagering board, Stephen? Yeah, I think Paul Casey's a great, great option. Um, you know, he's someone looking for his first major. He has the opportunity here to, to post a number. Uh, you know, he's got a couple par, par fives ahead of him, so he could easily post five under. And you know, that that's going to be tough. Uh, you know, Bryson and Rory are going to get to five, but you know, they have some tough holes upcoming: ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, been a gauntlet this week. So I think if you post five, that's going to be, um, you know, that might be good enough for a playoff. I, I think Matthew Wolf is interesting too. I'm um, seeing him here at DraftKings in New Jersey at 33 to one. Uh, and again, he's got these par fives left. He, he has the firepower to reach them. Um, so, and, and his putter 
I think his putter's been very streaky. I mean, that's in his career, but especially this week, he made the eight birdies in the first round. Uh, so, you know, you could see him getting hot in this back nine here and 33 to one, you know, I, I think is a great number for Wolf. Um, but, you know, people's eyes are going to be attracted to the top of the leaderboard. There's not much value left there, except maybe Russell Henley. He's, you know, just one back, and I'm seeing like a 28 to one on Russell Henley, and his iron play has kept him, uh, you know, at the top of this leaderboard the entire time. So this is the best number you could catch on Henley, uh, really, since Thursday. And we'll update these prices really quick here from BetMGM. Bryson DeChambeau with that tap in here is going to go to a two to one favorite and reach five under par. Rory McIlroy not behind him at plus two and a quarter. Louis Ustay's an eight to one. Colin Morikawa seventeen to two. John Rahm now drifts up to his basically his pre-tournament price at eleven to one. He is still two back, has the par five ninth upcoming, so could gain a stroke there. Russell Henley twenty to one. Matt Wolf twenty eight to one, and really kind of one of the discussions, Stephen, as we're seeing these guys that were in that final pairing, with the exception of Louis Ustase, who's still tied for second. Russell Henley now two over on his round through seven. Mac Hughes, three birdies in the first six holes. Any chance did you see them maybe making something to get back in this thing, or is it kind of maybe what you expect when you have two players that have never really been contenders in majors, where it's like, okay, their hopes are going to be gone, kind of like what Richard Bland had happen to him yesterday. Yeah, Mackenzie Hughes, I think this was an especially tough position for him. I mean, he's he's never really contended um, in a major, uh, and has, he came in with such poor form that it was really a surprise to see him up here. And, you know, you look at all the stats and the metrics, he doesn't really pop in any of them, whereas Russell Henley, you know, he has a handful of PGA Tour wins. Um, and stats-wise, his, his iron play, as I talked about, is top five on the PGA tour. And I think this is a second shot golf course, Tory Pine. So I don't think he's out of it by any stretch. And I think, I think he said 20 to one for Russell Henley at that MGM that I think that's a nice number. Um, he hasn't really faded too much. You know, uh, he's hit a couple poor shots, but you know, he doesn't look rattled or anything like that. Whereas Mackenzie Hughes kind of looks like, you know, this he's in, he's in over his head a little bit. This is, this moment's a little too big for him. Rory McIlroy misses his birdie putt on the seventh hole, and he is now teeing off on the par three eighth. That is the hole, of course, where Bryson just put it to about an inch and tapped in for a birdie to get to five under par for the championship. McIlroy's ball in the air. It's going to hit the green safely and just roll off onto the fringe. He'll have a birdie opportunity from about 30 feet, probably, to tie DeChambeau there at five under par. Stephen Hennessy is our guest. He is the deputy managing editor of Golf Digest. And again, you you can follow him on Twitter at S underscore Hennessy GD. And Stephen, earlier in the conversation, we were kind of talking about people's reactions to this golf course. I would like to see it maybe have just a little bit more of an edge, maybe if the greens were a little firmer, but that's part of the weather too, and you can't necessarily control that. But otherwise, I really think that the championship has been great. I like it when we can see opportunities for a birdie or even an eagle, but, you know, just the slightest hiccup and you can make double in a hard heartbeat. I, I like it when there's, there's that fine line, but there are scoring opportunities. What do you think Mike Davis and the USGA are feeling about this championship? We so often hear that they like to have the winner finish at even par or even maybe over par. What do you think their thoughts are here with the leaders at five under? Yeah, I think they, 
you know, they set it up a little easier on Thursday. We saw those lower scores. And really, since then, it, it's played um, pretty difficult. Uh, overall, no one, like I said, no one has separated themselves. And I think the USGA has kind of progressed from that attitude that, you know, they, they used to want to kind of punish um, the, the player a little bit. There's definitely that stigma. Um, but I think, you know, there was a lot of pushback from tour players. Uh, obviously, we had Shinnecock with, when the course kind of got away from him the, the last two times we were at Shinnecock. Uh, Aaron Hills, I mean, Chambers Bay was bad. So um, I think the USGA has kind of taken all that player feedback and, you know, they kind of know. And you know what? The PGA Championship, too, has has really elevated itself in terms of status. So um, I think the USGA kind of has realized that they have to compete um, and make this championship really one that the players enjoy playing in. There was so much negative feedback from the players. And I think what they've done is, you know, they've created the championship now where they don't really care if the score is a little under par. You know, they're still rewarding good shots. The course is rewarding good shots. The greens aren't, you know, pushed to the edge or anything like that. They're, they're letting the players kind of, um, you know, entertain. And that's what we're seeing uh, today with, with some really tough pins. You know, I think that's a big defense today. There's a, a handful of these pins are right on the edge of these greens. So, um, you know, it's going to reward good shots, but what it's also going to do is penalize anyone who, you know, goes for a pin, comes up short, rolls all the way down, um, so you're really gonna you're really gonna have to hang on for dear life coming down the stretch. So I, I don't I don't think they mind a bunch of scores being under par right now because they're seeing what we're seeing, just a packed leaderboard with great names. And I think they've now realized that that's what people want to see. And really quick, we not only have an exciting 121st U.S. Open, we've got Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals, all tied at 93 through three quarters. The shot-making of Paul George and Devin Booker has been basically incredible in this game. And right now, Phoenix Suns minus 2.5 on the in-play here at BetMGM, 242.5, minus 150 on the money line for the Suns if you want the Clippers, plus 125. Very small underdog. Should be a very entertaining fourth quarter. But back to this very entertaining U.S. Open, Stephen, what would you like to see in terms of like the criticisms that we've levied on this course? What would you like to see or what would be your suggestion in terms of, you know, kind of getting it to, I guess, its most pure U.S. Open? Because it seems like, you know what, the rough is always going to be there, but the rough almost anymore is not a defense necessarily for these players. Look, uh, the ultimate bomb and gouger is now atop the leaderboard all by his lonesome five under par through eight holes. Bryson trying to go back to back here what defenses do you think that the usga can really kind of incorporate here besides just having thick rough yeah you make a great point wes the the rough as we saw last year to it Wingfoot, um you know was not a deterrent to bryson dechambeau and that was a big storyline coming into this week you know what can the usga do um because we now know that uh the the elite distance what that really does is allow guys like Bryson to chop it out of the rough on their approach shots. That's um, that real advantage. So I, I think really, you know, it's firm and fast conditions are always going to test the best players in the world. It's going to test everybody. Um, but, you know, when you have these narrow fairways with a ton of rough, um, it's going to, it's going to give an advantage to the, the player who could really hack it out of there the best. Whereas if you have more fairway with, you know, it kind of allows for more shot making. Um, 
a venue like Torrey Pines doesn't really allow that, to be honest, because, you know, the corridors are just kind of narrow as they are. That's how the holes are built. That's how this place has been, you know, that's how it was constructed 60, 70 years ago when the course was built. Um, so, and I've heard a lot of talk this week about, you know, should there be a U.S. Open rota of just like three or four courses, kind of like the British Open that, you know, we always go to Oakmont, we always go to Shinnecock, the courses that we deem uh, worthy of holding our, you know, our nation's championship, which, you know, I could see an advantage to that. But you know what? I also like that this course goes to a municipal course that you and I could go play, you know, next week, and it's only going to cost us 150 bucks or whatever it is. And um, I, I, I like the fact that the USGA has gotten to that, obviously, starting at Beth Page in 2002. It went to Chambers Bay, it went to Aaron Hills, and, you, you know, you could criticize the way those championships were run, but I, I like that kind of flavor of Americana that this championship um, has gotten back. So, you know, even though I like Oakmont, you know, test that it brings, and I, I, I love Shinnecock, I, I like that flair for the public courses, so I don't mind that this week at all. All right, Mr. Hennessy, great to catch up with you as always, and thank you for coming on. Happy Father's Day and Summer Solstice Day to you. I'm sure we'll talk to you again down the road, and enjoy the final nine holes of the championship here, buddy. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks so much for having me. All right, that is Stephen Hennessy of Golf Digest, a great contributor here on the network and comes on quite a bit with us, and we thank him for taking time out on his Sunday. We'll be right back. we got to take a time out. It is the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM.
Welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on a Sunday. And what a Sunday it is. Happy Father's Day. Summer solstice, the longest day of the year. The United States Open. The leaders are almost to the back nine. Louis Eustazen just missed a long birdie putt that would have got him back into a tie for the lead. Currently being held by Bryson DeChambeau. Just a stroke back. Rory McIlroy. John Rahm uh, nearly had a tee shot go out of bounds on the ninth hole. He makes a great recovery and now he's got a look from about three and a half feet for birdie to get to four under par for the championship this thing really getting crazy here at Torrey Pines in La Jolla California and I tell you what the basketball game getting pretty crazy as well Wes right now the Phoenix Suns and we've talked about it this thing has been back and forth tied lead changes from the very outset of this ball game game one of the Western Conference Finals in Phoenix right now 103 to 95 an eight point advantage for the Suns starting to pull away. Finally, one team really hasn't pulled away the entire contest. Still nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, but a good size advantage for Phoenix. And as far as the in-game wagering, they have now moved to seven and a half point favorites. Suns took advantage of, of Paul George being on the bench, trying to get him just a brief rest uh, where he doesn't have to go 48 minutes. So Phoenix now 103 to 95 here. 9.05 left to go in the fourth quarter. Phoenix an 8-0 run outscored the LA Clippers 10 to two here so you got to think okay they're going to have to get Paul George they just can't sit him and let this game get away from him Paul George leading the Clippers now with 33 points Devin Booker on the other side with 34 just some ridiculous shots have been made I know we've been focusing on the golf and a lot of other things but this game has been absolutely as good as advertised but now the Clippers and Ty Lue going to try to figure out how to not let this get away from them we saw somebody and we kind of mentioned that somebody for the Clippers is going to have to step up and score. We know that Paul George, you got to assume, okay, he's going to give you what he gives you, and he's going to give you good numbers, and he has done just that here. Seven three-pointers, 33 points. Reggie Jackson with 20 points. So somebody needs to be that second scorer. A very much a down game for Marcus Morris, only 3 of 11 for 6 points. Batum's only giving you 2. Terrence Mann, we said, probably wasn't going to duplicate that performance where he had 39 in Game 6 against the Jazz. Only 6 points for Terrence Mann. Fortunately for the Clippers, DeMarcus Cousins did give him 11 points in the first half, but you can see really what's going on here. And Zubach has played more in the second half as well with 9 points and 3 rebounds, so they got to get something out of these big guys and try to exploit, especially when Saric is in the game on the Phoenix side and when DeAndre Ayton goes to the bench because they're going to have a tough time guarding DeAndre Ayton any way you slice it, whether you go small or whether you play Cousins or whether you play Zubach, and by the way, 18.7 rebounds in 30 minutes a day. So maybe you just have to go small, and it's just like, okay, take advantage when he's on the bench, and then try to hold our own with this small lineup. But right now, Phoenix out to an eight-point lead. And, Wes, I want to update the leaderboard at the United States Open. Rory McIlroy right now has dropped back down to three under par for the championship. He's got a putt for birdie to get it back to four under, and this is trickling, and it is going to drop. So a huge shot there for this Rory. This is a replay, get... I think, Brady, though. They, they tricked us. They keep going back. They it's sure like, did. Show I the live shots, bomb. guys. We don't need the replay here. We have got four of the top 11 players in the world in terms of the world golf 
golf rankings. Uh, I was just going to say that. Look at those names. Your top six names on the leaderboard, absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I haven't even included Brooks Koepka. Make that five of 11 because he just birdied. So DeChambeau, Morikawa, McElroy, Koepka, and also John Rahm, who looks like he's going to get to about four under with a three-foot birdie here on the par five ninth. Five of the top 11 in the world are right there. Let me look at these updated prices here at BetMGM. Bryson DeChambeau, 2-1, to one, your current favorite. Rory McIlroy, 7-2. to two. John Rahm at 11-2, plus 550, as is Louis Ustazen. Then Colin Marikawa, 6-1. to one. Brooks Kepka 20-1. to one. He's a few groups ahead of these guys. He is through 13 holes and at 3 under par. So at least he's the early front runner to maybe post a number out about four, five, six groups ahead of these leaders. Wes, you remember we were talking about Paul Casey, who had it going once again. He went really low on Saturday. I believe he shot a 67 on Saturday, and he was three under par through 10 holes on his round today and was uh, just two shots off the lead. Well, I'm not sure what he did, but he has certainly run into a struggle here. Now through 12 holes, he's back to even par. He's given three shots back, and now into a tie for 16th is Paul Casey. What just happened in the basketball game? I'm hearing the fans yelling here at the Mandalay Probably Bay some Phoenix book. Suns backers because they now have a 10-point lead here and they're on a 10-0 run over the last three minutes. All right. Still seven and a half point favorites in the live wagering market. We'll come update the U.S. Open when we come back. By the way, John Rahm does convert for a birdie. Just one shot off the lead with nine holes left to play for his championship. It's the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. We have a new feature here at vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in major sports with current odds and what percentage of the bets and money are being placed on each contest. Check out this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And, of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. And start your Sunday here with the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on a happy Father's Day to everyone out there tuning in. Also the summer solstice, the longest day of the year and uh, the U.S. Open, the final round, the College World Series. Want to get you updated on that leaderboard out at Torrey Pines and Wes, uh, you and I were talking off air. Brooks Kepka in some trouble. I believe that is his 14th hole, his approach into the green there. And let me just uh, check this on Kepka here. I don't know if you're seeing where he stands on the leaderboard. Three under there currently. Yeah, he's two back uh, through 13. He's on the 14th. Going to have a tough uh, up and down there for par. He has drifted out to 22 to 1. Kind of a couple guys on the periphery hanging on really here in the live market. That being Brooks and Mac Hughes who did birdie at 8 to get the three under. He is 33 to 1. He was he needed that birdie or he was about to get relegated to Peacock on the coverage where, where they really <laughs> weren't going to be able to show him because now we're starting to get the big kids, Brady. We're starting to get some separation, at least on this odds board, with Bryson DeChambeau at two to one, Rory McElroy at plus three forty, John Rahm at nine to two, Morikawa at six to one, Louis still right there, of course, at thirteen to two plus six fifty. And then you drop down the Brooks at twenty two to one. So obviously if he gets up 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 and down, his odds are going to shorten here. But we are definitely starting to get to the big players here down the stretch. 
I think he did get up and down, and that's where I was a little confused. He does. They haven't showed it, I don't think, yet, but he does get up and down. So three under through 14 holes. He is three under for the championship. Also three under on his round today. But still, being that he's about five holes and several groups ahead of these leaders that we're watching right now, so he's going to have to you know, probably make at least another one or two coming in here based on what these leaders are doing. Yeah, might need an eagle at the 18th hole. Brooks Kepka there, again, three under par for the championship with only four holes left to play. Currently, DeShambo, your leader, in uh, first place by himself at five under par. He is playing the ninth hole currently and now putting for birdie on the ninth, and he doesn't like it. This is going to run past the hole. Looks like he'll have about, well, maybe five feet coming back for his par. Let's call it four feet uh, for Bryson DeShambo to clean up a par there and remain at five under par par for the championship. Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, and Louis Eustazen, all at four under par. And I thought what Stephen Hennessy said, Wes, was really great, where he said the USGA has received that pressure from these players about the Shinnecocks of the past and the Aaron Hills where the wind didn't blow. And you know, they, I think they kind of acquiesced and said, you know what, we have competition. The PGA Championship has become incredible in the last decade, where you know, it was kind of that fourth major, if you will, and now it's become absolutely right there with the rest of them and the prestige and the course setups uh, that they have been doing for a while now, and the USGA kind of coming around and maybe getting away from that, punishing the players, and look what they've created here, and I know this course has received some criticism, you know, whatever, I mean some people get a little bit picky, I think, but hey, Mm -hmm. you can't argue with the product that it's uh, producing here as far as your leader. No, the result has absolutely been spectacular, and we finally saw that Brooks Kepka shot there on 14 hits the pin and stops about a foot short so he'll have that tap in for par and that will keep him at three under as Bryson tries to clean up here and he does he will maintain the lead now going to the back nine here on Sunday five under par a one-shot lead over McElroy, Rom, Morikawa and Ustaz and let's get a basketball update while we have a chance five minutes left to go in the Valley of the Sun Phoenix Suns 109 to 101 over the Los Angeles Angeles Clippers uh, starting to get away from the Clips here a little bit. They're going to need some scoring down the stretch and really need to make a run here. And it's just, you can see Ty Lue, and I mentioned that throughout this program, Brady. He's kind of damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. It's like, do I leave the big in there? Do I leave either Cousins or Zubach in there and get picked apart on the pick and roll and then leave a bunch of wide open shooters for three for, from three-point range? Or do I go ahead and go small and let them attack me down low with DeAndre Ayton where no, you're just going to have to kind of give him those points when he gets positioned down low. So right now, looking at this score, 109 to 101, Devin Booker, 36 points, leads all scores. Playoff P on the other side, 34 points for the Clippers, but Clippers going to need to make a run here, final five minutes. John Rahm with his approach shot into the 10th green and a good shot that's going to spin back away from the pin a little bit. Looks like he'll probably have about maybe 15, less than 15 feet for a birdie there on the 10th hole. John Rahm just one shot off the lead at four under par. Some baseball updates here for you, Wes. Seven to three, the Kansas City Royals topping the Boston Red Sox right now in the bottom of the eighth inning in Kansas City. This one is final in Houston, so the Cleveland Indians will pick up a game on the Chicago White Sox. Now just a two and a half game lead for the White Sox in the American League Central as they fall to Houston eight to two. Your final 
final there. The St. Louis Cardinals have knocked off the Atlanta Braves. Game one of their doubleheader, 9-1 to one your final there. The Chicago Cubs make it official over the Miami Marlins, 2 to nothing. a shutout that stays well under the total there at Wrigley Field. The Minnesota Twins doubling up the Texas Rangers in Arlington, 4-2 to two right now in the bottom of the ninth inning. Texas is batting their final chance to extend this ball game. And the Colorado Rockies have extended the ball game with the Milwaukee Brewers. Milwaukee was out to a 5 nothing lead in the fourth inning. We are now into the top of the seventh inning, and this is tied at six apiece. We remember early when Milwaukee broke out to that lead, this total in the in-game wagering got up to 14. It is now at 15.5 with a tie ball game at six apiece. And the basketball game you mentioned there, Wes, uh, still at about the four-minute mark, or rather the four-and-a-half-minute mark, but Los Angeles is now trimmed into the lead here a little bit, 109-104, to 104, so just a five-point advantage for the Phoenix Suns, and that is exactly what we have in the live wagering. Phoenix favored by five-and-a-half. The total currently off the board as we are now at the four-and-a-half-minute mark. Game one of the Western Conference Finals. Phoenix rebounds with a point, or a bucket rather, of their own. Now back to a seven-point lead for the Phoenix Suns, and back to six-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market. Back to the U.S. Open leaderboard here and the odds going into the final nine holes for the better part of this leaderboard. Bryson DeChambeau, your favorite at 2-1. to one. Rory McIlroy at plus 350. John Rahm at plus 450. Colin Morikawa at plus 550. And Louis Oosthuizen at plus 650. Boy, this is getting good. We'll be here for the next 15 minutes to report on what's going on in all of the world of sports, including the U.S. Open, Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals, and Major League Baseball on this Father's Day, right here inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Discover BetMGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use the bonus code VSIN100 when you place your first bet. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. It's a new customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, 800-889-9789 and call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you here inside the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. And I want to finish up that baseball scoreboard. We went to break with a few updates here. Let's get to a few more of the games that are in progress. The San Francisco Giants and their young lefty making his debut still in the game for the Giants. Wes Reynolds wins on his first five innings bet on San Francisco. 7-2 to now as San Francisco tacks on another one in the bottom of the sixth inning. They lead the Philadelphia Phillies. The Detroit Tigers trying to upset the apple cart in Los Angeles there as big underdogs today. 3-1 to currently as they are taking care of business over Dylan Bundy and company in the top of the fifth inning. San Diego out to a 3 nothing lead over the Cincinnati Reds trying to pull off the sweep there at Petco. 3 to nothing in the top of the fifth inning. Padres lead the Reds and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Boy, life is really tough for the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. 7-1 <laughs> to one in the top of the fifth inning down in Arizona. I mean, this game is halfway through and there's already a 6-1 advantage, or excuse me, a 6-run advantage for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, it's a good thing for the Phoenix Suns. It's a good thing for that town. They have the Suns playing right now. By the way, in the final minute here in the Valley of the Sun, 116-111. Phoenix is your leader. Is Devin Booker going to try to add more? Fadeaway jumper, no good. Devin Booker messed around and got a triple-double so far this afternoon, but Clippers very much live. Playoff P short from three, so Clippers here down five, just under 40 seconds left to go, and we shall see that is no good. So Phoenix giving up a lot of offensive rebounds here down the stretch, but they actually did have a 10-point lead, and Clippers have now cut it in half. So Terrence Mann now drains a three, 22 seconds left to go. Phoenix got to think they're going to take a timeout on the floor here. Two timeouts left to go. Inbound the ball at half court. Now 116-114. to 114. I was seeing tweets all up and down my tweet deck feed, Brady, of, okay, dagger, this is over. Not yet, just yet. Terrence Mann, a big three here. So 22 seconds left to go in Phoenix, 116-114, Game 1 Western Conference Finals. Yeah, no doubt this all of a sudden became extremely exciting here in the final seconds between the Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers. John Rahm makes a par on the 10th hole to remain at four under par for the championship. He tees off on number 11, and it looks like he has found a bunker. I believe that is a par three, a very long par three, so he'll need to get up and down out of the sand there to maintain a just one-shot deficit off of the lead being currently held by Bryson DeChambeau. 
The final baseball game to update here in Seattle, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Seattle Mariners tied at one run apiece, and the total in-game has dipped down to just five in the live wagering, and the under is favored at minus 125. Now, Wes, about an hour and 15 minutes from now, we have game two down in Omaha, day two, or day two and game two of the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska, but earlier today, Virginia pulled it off as an underdog and shut out Tennessee. Yeah, and they advanced to the winner's bracket on Tuesday, and they'll play the winner of that Mississippi State and Texas matchup that's about a little over an hour and 15 minutes away from getting started in Omaha. Obviously, the two losers play in the loser's bracket, and then that becomes an elimination game. This is double elimination, as it always is in Omaha for the College World Series. So Mississippi State, Texas, getting to a point where I think the price is really attractive here on Mississippi State. And look, I know that they play in more of a hitter's park, so that inflates their numbers, but this pitching staff's pretty darn good. I mentioned earlier, Mississippi State leads the nation in strikeouts per nine innings. Very loaded staff in terms of a starting rotation. Also, they've got the best closer in all of college baseball remaining here in these final eight teams in Omaha. Landon Sims is the man's name, has faced 139 batters this season, has struck out 85 of them. That's a pretty good percentage uh, for, for a closer with Landon Sims. Uh, putting up like a Kimbrel or a Roldis Chapman type of numbers as a closer, striking out all these guys. But yeah, I do like Mississippi State here, starting to get north, and I think you wait on the price. Maybe Texas is going to get some late money here. 130, 135, or 140 would be great uh, to take on Mississippi State. And it looks like the Phoenix Suns are going to close out. Spread very much in play here as Phoenix gets a basket. Clippers don't convert. Now Devin Booker sent to the line. 4.6 left to go. First foul shot is good. Is now a five-point lead. So remember that this game did close at four pretty much market-wide. So Clippers are going to have one chance to get inside the number as Devin Booker with that triple-double here in the playoffs. First since Steve Nash in 2005. So second foul shot good. Clippers uh, just going to go ahead and inbound and see if they can get a three off here. So I'm just going to judge by the reaction. Ball is stolen. Phoenix Suns will get the win. Lead 1-0 in the series. Also get the cover here in game one. 120 to 114 your final. Yeah, Phoenix Suns with the win and the cover, and the game goes over the total. And, uh, Wes, you and I didn't really know where to go on this game, but, uh, boy, I think we have our answer. The Phoenix Suns were able to handle life without Chris Paul in this game. Uh, that was a pretty special performance and a great basketball game. If the rest of this series is that entertaining, we're in for a wild ride. Let's talk about Game 7 coming up a little later this evening between the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. you got to always love it no matter or what when you have game seven and earlier this morning we saw the Atlanta Hawks take some money Philadelphia was a seven point favorite it got knocked down to six and a half pretty much everywhere across the board very few six and a halves in the market now here at BetMGM the Philadelphia 76ers are seven point favorites and there's even a couple of seven and a halves around town so Philly taking some later money here we've still got about two hours before this game will tip off your total has really kind of come 
come crashing down, now currently here at 2.15 at BetMGM. Your thoughts on this one for Game 7 in Philadelphia, West? Well, we know that Game 7s usually are more predicated to the under historically, even though you had it go over last night between Milwaukee and Brooklyn. So that's no surprise to see this get bet under a little bit from 2.16.5 to 2.15. If I were going to lay the spread, I would lay Philadelphia here in the spot. Atlanta has that look of that casual better dog saying that's a lot of points, but yet that's too many points necessarily for me to lay. So what I ended up doing is just doing a money line parlay, just a two-teamer here with the 76ers and also the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I do believe that this is Philadelphia's spot to bounce back as Bryson DeChambeau misses his birdie. Brooks Kepka does not on the 15th hole, so now Brooks Kepka has joined the party, by the way, at four under par. So now we have a five-way tie for second behind the ultimate bomb and gouger and the leader trying to defend his U.S. Open title, Bryson DeChambeau, now five under through ten. But anyway, back to game number seven between Philadelphia and Atlanta tonight. What we've seen, basically, is that Philadelphia, I think if you watch this series, they've been the better team throughout the series. Their defense has absolutely, I think, kind of boggled Atlanta Hawks, really. Trey Young's still getting his. He's an elite player, and he's a great player in this league. But Bogdanovich and Collins have been very much in and out. And they have to be in tonight if Atlanta's going to have a chance to win in Philadelphia. They have to be productive. John Collins in the wins, I believe, averaging about 18 a game, but in the losses, only averaging about 12 and a half. Bogdanovich has had some disappearing acts from time to time, so you really get worried, I think, if you're Atlanta, that can Trey Young, he carried him against the Knicks. Can he do so in a game seven on the road against Philadelphia? But Philadelphia's been erratic. Their stars have pulled the disappearing act in the second half. We remember Joel Embiid in game five with that O of 12 shooting from the floor in the second half so you got to expect that Embiid and by the way he did make it official he was going to go as if we as if we didn't realize that that he was going to do a load management game here in game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals uh no thank you to that so uh you know somebody's got to step up along to Joel Embiid as well and it was Tobias Harris in game six down in the ATL on Friday night so they're going to need a little bit more of that Simmons you know he's going to be hit or miss offensively so Tobias Harris, probably the guy that you would expect to be the most consistent if you're looking at any of those props that are out there. And who knows who's going to be that guy off the bench. Philadelphia's had a couple guys off the bench that have stepped up in big games this series. It was Shake Milton earlier on. And then in Game 6, it was Tyrese Maxey, the 2020 first-round pick out of University of Kentucky. So somebody is going to have to step up, though, and kind of carry it for Joel Embiid. But I think Embiid, at this point, he's got his big boy pants on. He's going to know that, hey, i got to carry these guys. i got to be great if we're going to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals where the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be waiting. They did win that Game 7 last night in overtime. So Philadelphia, I think, is the right side here. I don't know if 7 is necessarily the right number. So that's why I went that money line parlay route. Colin Morikawa knocks in a long par save, probably from about 12 feet, to remain at four under par. Mackenzie Hughes and Louis Oosthuizen both birdie the ninth hole. That gets Hughes into the log jam in second place at four under par, and it gets Louis Oosthuizen back into the lead, tied with Bryson DeChambeau in the 121st United States Open going down at Torrey Pines Golf Course in La Jolla, California. What a leaderboard it is. And with the changes there for Mackenzie Morikawa and 
Oosthuizen. DeChambeau, still your favorite, but up to plus 275. Louis now at 4-1. to one. Colin Morikawa at plus 550. John Rahm at 6-1. to one. He's going to have about three feet on the 11th hole. He did extricate his ball from the sand trap there to about three feet. He's got a par putt now to remain at four under par. He knocks that in. He goes to the 12th hole, one shot off the lead. Rory McIlroy at 7-1 to one to win the U.S. Open. Boy, Wes, I, I tell you what, I, I don't know if I want to keep talking about this thing, but we got to go. But we got to keep watching. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not going to miss a second of this. What a golf tournament. Thank you for tuning in to the, the Green Zone, everybody, presented by BetMGM. Next up, it is the VEASAN Bet Center right here on the Sports Betting Network. Happy Father's Day, everybody. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.